Hello and welcome to the Abstinence Podcast. This is my monthly moment to expose the real and raw truth about birth through chatting with epic women about their birth experience, showing just how different birth can be. This month, I am talking to Fran, who is a beautiful mother who reached out to me post-birth, sharing her amazing birth story, just being so stoked about it, and um, asked her to come onto the podcast to see if she was open to share it with all you beautiful people. So here we are. And before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know a few things coming up with Appetence. So we have our body balancing workshop coming up on the 9th of April, our Abitance birth workshop coming up on the 19th of April, and then we have our normal weekly classes, which is the pregnancy yoga and Pilates and the postnatal yoga and Pilates. I'm also getting up to lots of podcasting at the moment, which I'm actually really excited about. I do really enjoy the podcasting. Um, I am actually recording this in end of Feb. So you guys may have been exposed to this on my Instagram and stuff before the time this podcast is released, but I am going to be chatting to Corinna. Now, Corinna is actually in a very niche field. She helps women navigate the workplace and all the issues that come with being a part of a workplace when you are in your preconception, pregnancy, and postnatal time. She'll help you navigate maternity leave, your rights with that, or navigate things like pumping, um, things like flexible work hours, working from home, all of the different issues that can pop up within a workplace in regards to being a mother. She's your gal. And I'm really, really excited because honestly, I've never been exposed to someone who is in this line of work before. And she followed me on Instagram and I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a fantastic idea. And I would have no idea who else could help solve these problems. It's kind of one of those things a woman is just left alone to navigate. And I've even had lots of women come through um, you know, my goods and talk to me about this stuff. And I've been able to empathize, but I haven't really had any input or guidance to give to it. So I'm really excited for this podcast, obviously for you guys to hear it, but as well for me to learn a fair few things about this question so that I can maybe be a bit more helpful in those scenarios because it really is just such a gray area and no one talks about it, which is so interesting. So I'm obviously very excited for that one. Now, I'm also going to be talking to Linda at some point, and she is from Conceptions Fertility Pregnancy. So she does lots of massage, mainly conception massage, but lots of other ones too. And I'm a bit unsure exactly what we're going to talk about, but essentially it's going to be to do with trauma held in the pelvis. It's going to be to do with acknowledging and releasing um, mental blocks that may be why you're not getting pregnant. Uh, lots of cool, interesting stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to put it out to you guys um, on my Instagram, which is just Appetence Families, and um, see what you guys want to hear from her because I think she's got some really cool topics to break down. And in addition, another podcast, lots of podcasting. I actually ran into one of my midwifery friends the other day, Vicky Chan, um, and asked her if she wanted to come onto the podcast and she's down for it, which I'm so excited about. If you're a bit of a Sunny Coast local, you might know her. She's a bit of a birth whisperer here on the Sunshine Coast. She's a midwife. She works mainly out of Budrum. She has done lots of private work as well. And she's just the queen of birth. She's amazing. And honestly, I could break down a million and one topics with her and I'm having a really hard time deciding which couple of topics that we should talk about on the pod. So I'm going to put it out to you guys. Um, 
check out my Instagram to have your input because, yeah, I'm unsure whether maybe we could do like just heaps of cool birth stories that maybe she's been involved with and she could talk about that. But then because we obviously do lots of birth stories already, I'm kind of wondering if we should maybe talk about how to hold a birth space and the sacredness of the birth space, how to protect it, um, different like tips and tricks to do with the birthing woman, um, things to look out for, whether it be in pregnancy or during birth to kind of change things up for the course of the labor. Heaps of cool topics we could potentially look into. So I'm really intrigued to see what you guys want to talk about um, because that's obviously what I want to be able to provide on the podcast. So keep an eye out for that. I'm also releasing a bunch of meditations on Insight Timer soon for both pregnancy and postnatal. So you can just download the app Insight Timer for free and then you can search Appetence Families and check them out. Now, one last thing that I wanted to mention, which I am honestly so excited about. I've been talking about doing it for ages and I've been kind of unsure how to go about it, but I'm just going to take the plunge and do it. I am going to start recording dad's birth stories with whichever dads are willing. And I am so pumped about it. I've got a few friends who are willing to have a chat about their birth story and really hear the dad's perspective on birth. I think I want to talk about maybe their biggest tips, um, you know, to support your women in birth, to prepare yourself to be a father. I'm really, really keen to give the dads a little something, something to guide them through this journey as well. I feel like they are often just kind of thrown in the deep end and they don't talk about stuff and then they're just having to figure it out on their own. So I think that's going to be a really wonderful, wonderful experience if the dads are down to share their birth story. So if anyone wants to share with their partners that I'm doing this and see if they're keen, I would love to hear from them if they're keen or from you or whatever, um, because I think it's going to be such an important experience to get out there. And I think it's going to be very uh, vulnerable of the dads initially to you know, step up to the plate and share their birth story. It's a very vulnerable position, um, I think, especially for a male. Um, So yeah, it'd be wonderful. And the more that we get shared, the easier it will be for them to continue to share and then continue to share in their friendship groups and whatever else. Um, Maybe I'm being a bit naive to the masculine mind, but we will see. (laughs) Anyways, I'm bloody rambling. Let's get into the podcast. All right, I'll keep this intro short and sweet. We are talking with Fran, who had two beautiful vaginal births in the hospital setting, and she used the hypnobirthing method for these births, and I'll let her tell you guys the rest. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me, Fran. Thanks for having me, Amy. Absolute pleasure. So you are here with second Bubby Gus, who's in your arms right now. So we're going to see how we go. See if he stirs. We can always pause. So far, so good. So far, so good. He actually looks really settled, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And Gus is your second bub, eight weeks old. He's eight weeks today. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you gave birth on a Thursday. Yes. Awesome. Good day to give birth. Thursday's child is full of grace. Yeah. They all have names. I was like, oh, that's nice. We'll go with that. Yeah, that is a nice one. That's a really nice one. Um, beautiful. And you've got an elder son who's two. Yes. Yeah. Did you want to maybe start off with either pre-pregnancy or during pregnancy with him and how that went down? Yeah, sure. So, um, my husband and I had been trying for three years before we conceived Max. Wow. Um, we were sort of getting to the phase where we were looking at potential IVF fertility, um, avenues and then by chance, as they say, um, well, by luck, um, he, yeah, we conceived Max. 
and wow. yeah that's how it all kind of happened and um I was not particularly unwell with Max I wasn't the best I remember driving to work one day and pulling over at the side of the Bruce Highway and having a big bomb there so um yeah that was just the first 12 weeks and then towards the end of Max's pregnancy with Max um yeah I got really bad reflux mm-hmm. and just you know all those things that you hear about and you're like that won't happen to me yeah yes. that was me so it was pretty much a liquid diet for the last couple of weeks before Max was born. Oh, wow. Um, I, throughout that process of being pregnant, I did a lot of research into how I'd like to birth Max. And I ended up finding a private midwife who um, I just really like that philosophy of, you know, getting to know one person and that one person's there for your birth. And yes. So that was great. Um, and, you know, we be- become friends because of that which was nice anyway so um back to being pregnant with max um yeah it was on and off kind of pregnancy being a bit sick and then being well and um i remember my family planning a christmas in sydney um to see my brother who's living down there and i was 36 weeks pregnant wow and i remember saying to my wife i don't want to miss out i don't want to miss out on my christmas with my family and she's like go go to sydney that'll be great so we ended up um, I ended up flying to Sydney and then driving back with my husband. Oh, wow. How yeah, was that? It was awful. Oh. So I was like, what's that? Eight, nine hours from Sydney to the Sunshine Coast. Oh, so, 12. Yeah. Yeah. It That's was a just long drive. Ridiculous. So <laughs> don't advise that to anyone, but that was just me going, oh, it'll be a fine. Yes. What do you mean? So I was lying down on the back of the car for most of the Oh, country, good. Which was good. Okay. Um, and then got back here and I'd just done a pregnancy class on the 31st of December, um, down at Phrygian, um, pregnancy yoga. Cool. And, um, then, yeah, I just felt, oh, this is a bit strange. This must be labor and felt a few twinges and that was New Year's Eve. And then Max was born on New Year's Day. Um, so I labored overnight. I was a bit silly. I didn't sleep because I was really excited about giving birth. Yeah. So I baked a cake. I baked his birthday cake. Good job. Um, I've heard of people saying Eve. that in that pre-labor phase. Yeah, no, don't do that. Baking cakes. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. Maybe for your first because it takes your mind off things. Distraction. Yeah. Yes. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I did it. The cake was awfully dry. It was like <laughs> the worst cake. That's your finest work. <laughs> anyway, so... And then just um, was on the birth ball and just doing a lot of the... I'd done a lot of yoga and Pilates throughout that first pregnancy, which helped me so much in the birth, Great. just with the breathing. And I did an online hypnobirthing course, which was fantastic. So... How did you um, find that doing that online, that process? Um, I would have preferred to do it face-to-face, mm-hmm. but... I think it was just at the start of COVID where things started, you know, getting a bit it was, wasn't strange. It? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we made the decision just, oh, that's my dog squeaking out the front. If you can oh, hear him, yes, he wants okay. to be involved. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, I did the pregnancy yoga, which helped. Um, it was so amazing for the breathing and everything else. And then the hypnobirthing course online, which was, yeah, great, but would right. have been good to do face to face. Yeah. Who knows, it really helped with that first birth because you don't know until you're in it. <laughs> yeah. And, was um, it like a similar setup as in you and your hubby, you'd have the laptop, was it five weeks 
for one night a week or something like that? Oh, we'd, we'd signed up to a UK-based um, okay. course that a friend had recommended. So yeah. we ended up just being able to do it in our own time. Oh, cool. Um, which was good. And just we could watch the videos back and, and stuff yeah. like that. So um, that was great because often hubby would fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> halfway through. So I'd be like, you need to watch this. He's like, oh, how hard can it be? But then he knew when yes. I was in labor. Oh, yeah, I should have watched those videos. Yes. But, um, what do I do? I've got to watch I instructed him. (laughs) Um, So, no, it was really good, the labor with my first. It was long, but um, like all those things really, really helped. And I knew I wanted to do it naturally because I was petrified of getting cut open or any intervention. I just was – it just wasn't me. So Mm -hmm. um, I really tried to listen to lots of people that had been through – that experience as well and yeah. done and done it like that. So, yeah. Um, and I perhaps read too many books. <laughs> I have heard that that can be a risk. Overprepared yes. for the first one. Um, yeah. but in hindsight, that came, that, that really helped for my second. Hey. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. The first birth, it was, um, yeah, I wanted a water birth, um, and but then halfway sort of through transition, I was like, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do it in the water. Yes. I just couldn't get traction to push down, and I got a lot of cramping in my legs. That's really interesting. Um, which actually helped, not helped, but then I knew for the second birth what I needed to do differently. Yeah. So ended up getting out and um, just birthing Max on the table, and um, we ended up going home that night, which was great um, because I didn't want to stay in hospital. And you had a private and midwife to go home with. Private midwife. Stay and- it was so amazing. I'm so grateful that we live on the coast and we have access to services like that. Absolutely. Um, and Scoo was amazing. You just can't fault them. They were fantastic. Awesome. So good. Good so, news. Yeah. I only hear good things. Yeah. Yeah, like from the from the outside, obviously I work there, but from the outside getting yeah. it from mummers. Yeah. yeah. I only hear good things, which is really nice. Yeah, it is. I think we're so lucky and we just take it for granted. Well, I don't know if we take it for granted. I think we know how good we've got it here. Hopefully. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people still complain, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> About the food we just, or something, we, you're like, yeah. come on, man. I know. Just go down to the food court <laughs> and get one of your million options. <laughs> I know. How good is that food court? Yes. But, um, back to the reflux, because I hadn't eaten anything yes. pretty much solid for a couple of weeks. Yeah. As soon as Max was born, I was so hungry and um, I don't know if hospital food was going to fix that. So yes. we drove past and went through a fast food takeaway. Yes. To just like the night of Oh, my so gosh. Good. And how good does it taste when yep. you've just <laughs> not eaten solid food for a while? Yes. It just tastes so good. So good. And um, so I think it was a great, like, celebration that a we had our son that we'd been trying so hard to have yes and b i was able to eat again and it was just lovely and um the next morning my family came around and we had the cake so new year's day um sorry the day after new year's day so the second they all came around and we ate cake and had champagne at like 11 o'clock oh beautiful yeah that was such a lovely little moment yeah it was a nice moment yeah so So your family live here on the coast yeah yeah beautiful yeah beautiful it's good can i rewind for a moment (laughs) yes jumping all over the place (laughs) no it's great um so preconception when you were trying for that three years what were a few of the things that you tried to conceive um, well, to be honest, we didn't really, we don't, we didn't want to put pressure 
on the situation. Yes. And we kind of went down the line of if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, we'll look into things when we, um, as I was 33 at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I figured I'd still had a bit of time up my sleeve and we still had stuff that we wanted to do. So we kind of didn't put heaps of emphasis on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had looked at adoption, but my husband didn't want to go down that line and it was just, Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, something that we kind of we're at odds about. So yeah, we and were you like, have to both be in agreement with obviously this. Sort yeah, of stuff. yeah. And we were both pretty stressed in those three years looking back. Like, a we weren't stressed about having a baby because we were like, okay, we you know we'll just try and you know we still got a while a time up our sleeves. But we we're both in really high pressure jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, husband running his own business, and I was like in charge of a newsroom and mm. things. Um you know, managerial things and Mm -hmm. dealing with difficult staff. And I don't think I knew until now how much pressure that put on my body and how much pressure put on me. Um, So taking that all away, had it been different? I don't know. Hindsight's Mm -hmm. a good thing. But Mm. I think, yeah, it's – I think that's something that we kind of realised when we had Maxi. We had to kind of like step back a bit and – in that year that um, I had Max and I had Matt leave, um, I won't say my employer's name, but they wouldn't let me go back to my position part-time. I had to go back full-time ah. because it was a senior role. So um, I made the decision to just go back um, at a lower role. Yes. And yeah. to be honest, I think that Good helped. That's a lot of ego aside type It was. Moment. It was. But then there was that realisation that, um, you know, you wanted another one and mm-hmm. straight away we conceived Gus. Interesting. So I don't know if it was the stress of our jobs or just... Stress affects us in interesting ways, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We don't give it as much credit as it deserves in how it affects us. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think in those three years that we were trying, um, we looked at uh, what other friends had done through IVF and what have mm-hmm. you and just thought oh it's not for us right now but um yeah maybe down the line so Mm. yeah and it's kind of one of those things like I've never experienced it so I can't really say from experience but I imagine it sounds like a long time three years you were trying but then really that's like in a year there's only 12 cycles so you're experiencing 12 times of that which is probably quite devastating every time you get your period and you're like I'm not pregnant but 12 times doesn't seem like that often. So it can kind of go like that. And you're like, oh, how far out? We've been trying for a whole year. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it just... And we were all living away from each other for a little oh, bit of that. You. So, yeah, wow. yeah, I was in Cairns and my husband was in Bundaberg. So we were apart for like, you know, nine months of yeah. that. We'd see each other every like a couple of week, couple of months. So yeah. um, that, I guess that makes it hard when you Absolutely. can't see your partner. 100%. Um, so, yeah, no. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, I think having, yeah, having that um, stress was the defining yeah. factor. But looking back now, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was what was my problem. Yeah, fair call. And probably call. his problem too, like, I don't know. Fair call. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need them just as much. I think quite often we focus on us too much in preconception and pregnancy, but their sperm is half of the gig. So yeah, sure. how healthy they are and all that. Yeah, half of your baby. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
So then I wanted to ask, during pregnancy, when you got that reflux at the end, did you feel, you know how your baby's so high and then all of a sudden they drop and you feel like you have a bit more space to breathe and they're engaged in the pelvis and stuff? Yeah. Did you feel that drop like pretty much in labor or did that happen a few weeks before you went into labor? Um, I think it happened. So we were in Sydney and I think we were, we were walking along a beach and I did feel a drop. Mm. And that's when I said to my husband, we've got to get back to the sunny coast. <laughs> so I did, I did feel the drop because we, was, we were going to actually stay for New Year's and Max was born on New Year's Day. So Thank we were like, we, we, we drove back like the 26th or 27th or something. So, yes. um, yeah, I did feel the drop with Max, but with Gus, I didn't. Yes, so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's more normal to feel it with your first. I was just wondering with the reflux, if maybe it once you it. dropped, yeah, did it relieve some of the? Yeah, reflux? I think it did, but I was too scared to yes. um, think. Oh, it's you know, mm. um, and I didn't want to take anything, and I wish that I had. Yes, in my first pregnancy, because the second pregnancy, I got reflux as well, and I took these tablets. Um, you what probably know where they are. Uh, I'm like looking at my medicine cabinet because I know they're in there tablets. still. They're like reflux tablets, and it they is were top right one, um, top left. Yeah, I'll I'll be able. I'll grab it because I'm a bit taller than you. Yes, yes. I wonder. Uh, um, no, it was like medicated. Finally no. found the medication. Okay, big finale. I'm Metrazole. I'm Metrazole. I'm Metrazole. I stepped it up. Oh my gosh! I'm so excited. I found it. It's just yeah. A yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, so, so that helped for your second one. So much. Wow. So much, and it helps so much in the fact that I just had to take one every couple of days. Yes. Rather than every day. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's so, great. Um, yeah. There you go. That's it, ladies. If you're experiencing your reflux, put your ego inside. <laughs> Under the consultation of your doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Well, I was trying all the stuff that you could try and do for the reflux without getting a prescription. Yeah, yeah, the ginger and not eating onion and all those. Yeah, yeah, all those things, but yeah. it just was not. It was awful. That was the worst part of pregnancy for me. The reflux. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was horrible. Yeah. Crazy. So then, when labor started on New Year's Eve, yes. Tell us how that went. Going like, what kind of techniques you used? How long you stayed at home? Um, what your hubby did, maybe? Or, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So he. It was like eleven thirty. <laughs> so half yeah. an hour before. Me, yeah. <gasps> And we were obviously, like, I was so pregnant. I just was like, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so we just sat in front of the TV watching the fireworks. Well, yeah. that was our plan. 
and my husband had cracked some champagne and he was like, here, have a sip. And I had a sip and I was like, oh, probably shouldn't have had that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But maybe it was the kickstart the baby needed to to come down. And um, so, yeah, and then I just felt some strange pains. And because not being, have been in labor before, it's really strange as a first time mum knowing if that's labor or is that Braxton Hicks or what is that? So, yeah, I was like, oh, Brad, I think that there's something happening. And he's like, okay, I'm going to bed because that's what they teach the husbands. They go to bed and rest and have to be the support person for their wife or their partner. Um, So things are on. Yeah, things are on. And then I didn't get another contraction for like maybe an hour later. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to ride this out and see what happens. And that's when I started making the cake and it ramped up a little bit more. Nice. So that was about... 2am um and then I was like I'm gonna have a shower and then just try and have a little bit of a sleep and I I went to bed um with all these intentions of having a sleep and then it all just ramped up yeah so um I got on the birth ball and just did a bit of um you know just a bit of squatting and a few cat cows and just a bit of breathing and um hip circles and um, yeah. all those things that I'd been learning for the last nine months yeah. <laughs> finally helped bring the baby down. Getting all excited to do the things. Yes, I'm I was, doing it. And I think it helped me in labor because I was so like um, limber, I guess. And I had yes. had this great stretch and, um, you know, your breathing and everything else was like, it was all kind of there ready to go. Yes. So I felt like I was warming up for my marathon and then, um, yeah. And then I rang the midwife at 6 uh, a.m. And, um, throughout that short conversation, she was like, okay, I better come to you and just check. Yes. So, um, she checked me and I was seven centimeters dilated and she was like, okay, we better go to hospital. So yeah. we got to hospital about 8 a.m. And then um, slowed down a bit, as they say. It, it did actually slow down the contractions yes. and the, um, everything else. So I can't I got, believe you were seven centimeters at that point. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I Good just, you. like, because they say, don't go to the hospital too soon. They'll send you home. So in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be sent home. It's a totally. 40 minute round trip to get, totally. like, to get there and back. So... Um, so you did the same thing as whole where you had private midwifery care, but in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. That was, that was good. And, um, highly recommend that. Yeah. I think it's a great system. Yeah. yeah it really is. Worlds. Yeah. It yeah. really is. So, um, got to the hospital, got in the bath, um, started, um, transitioning in the bath, um, once I got to 10 centimetres and then I just couldn't push down. I just couldn't. Yeah. I'd done this research about like getting through contractions, but I don't think I'd done enough about like the transition phase and right. then the second stage, like the pushing down part. Yes. And it was completely different breathing and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I was so tired. Yes. It was just like I should have had a sleep <laughs> and not made the bloody cake. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> So, yeah, um, that, yeah, and then I started getting cramps and my midwife's like, look, the baby's heartbeat's dropping. It, cramps in your legs? Cramps in my legs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, from being in the bath. And that constant, like, legs all folded up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think because I'm quite tall, I was a bit like, 
Yeah. It was a bit awkward. Yeah. Um, I, I got on all fours. I still had the cramp. The cramp was overtaking the breathing. Wow. It was just a bit too much. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the midwife, Alison, was like, um, yeah, maybe hop out. The mm-hmm. baby's heartbeat's dropping. So got out and then got in the bed and um, started pushing. Oh, my gosh. In what position? I was just on my side, my leg up. Yeah, cool. Like a um, um, half-happy baby sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I've actually heard of a few women use that position, yeah, right. actually, from yeah, my workshops there you and go. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great. yeah. So um, that was good, obviously, because yeah. that's how Max was born. But um, yeah, it was all it was all great in the bath. I wish that I'd stayed there. Really, <laughs> it was just so painful. Yeah, like because I had had nothing, um, and I just was like so tired, and yes, um, I just wish that I'd just pursued the bath a bit more. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. But you, but like, of course you get out when you say that when they tell you baby's dropping and they know best. So yeah, in that instance, hard. and cause it's your, cause it was my first, I was like, I don't like, of course. Yeah. Yes. I'll get out. No worries. And like, yeah, it's hard with the cramp and stuff as well. It's like, if that wasn't there, do you think you would have probably stayed in the bath and been able to focus your breathing? I don't and stuff know. More? Maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe. So I don't know. Mm. I just, Yeah. So did you feel when you got out of the bath, you were able to kind of bear down a bit more? Is that what you mean by yeah, breathing? Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. I felt like gravity was holding me down enough to help me um, get Maxie out. And, yes. um, and I kind of was stopping the transition as well. Like in my head, I was like, I can't do this. You know, all those yes. things that you're like – um, the de- the like the, the demons like the, the negative thoughts yeah. which like you just you can't help but let them get it creep into your head. The doubt is impossible like to stop in transition. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Someone correct me if you're wrong if you've gone through transition yeah. and not experienced doubt, but Absolutely. it is so prominent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but then yeah, with with Gussie's it was completely different because I knew what to expect. Yes. So, yes, Great. that was Maxie's birth. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So then after, how did you go with breastfeeding? Did you do that in the hospital? Oh, the breastfeeding was awful. <laughs> so breastfeeding was my reflux of pregnancy. <laughs> I just did not think it would be that hard. Yeah. Nobody prepares you for that. No. At all. Like, no. It was really awful and max had a tongue tie mm-hmm. which was just a slight tongue tie so i didn't want to get it like mm-hmm. snipped or anything mm-hmm. um you know maybe it would have been different but oh well <laughs> we got through our year and a half of breastfeeding with him nice. i had mastitis five times Shit. um i was in hospital three times with it Aww. and i got a bit of a cyst that um they managed to like i managed to massage out good that job was freaking painful um, so yeah, no, I wasn't prepared for breastfeeding either. Right. Wasn't prepared enough. Although yes. I had been to all these classes, they teach you with a doll. Yes. It's not the same. No. It's really not the same. Not at all. Cause they're all floppy. Yeah, and, they're all yeah. floppy. And, and also your child grows so much. Your breastfeeding journey changes too. Like yes. you start off with this tiny little baby that you hold quite close to you. Yes. And then as they get bigger, it yes. changes. So, yeah. um, and I didn't prepare for mentally the breastfeeding and the postpartum 
time as well. And I think yeah. I struggled a lot through that. Yeah, fair call. So um, second time round, I decided to outsource a lot of the mundane tasks, like getting cleaner and yes. stockpiling food because Great. at the end of the day, it's your connection with your child, I've, I've realised, is the most important, not how clean the housework is or yes. how... Yeah, how many? Yeah, what you're going to cook for dinner? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah, and it was funny. Like previously, and I had girlfriends that had had babies, and I'd bring them like you know a little gift, like a onesie or a flower, flowers or something. And now I bring them food. I yes. pay for a cleaner. Good. Like you just you yes. don't realize until you're in it. Do no, you? You don't you're just right. Don't realize until you're in it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard, and it's like even if someone was to explain it to you beforehand. I think they can't truly understand until they're in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what was the hardest thing with breastfeeding? Was it maybe oversupply of milk or difficult with latching? What was that? I think it was was a bit of both. I have a fast flow, which I've since learnt that I can actually lie down and feed. And it's much better because uh, Max was getting a bit of reflux and gas from taking in a lot of air. Yes. Um, So that was made for awful, awful nights. Mm -hmm. Just awful and then um yeah the mastitis I just I I don't know if I massage they say to massage your boobs in the shower but you're just like some sometimes your touch is like too hard sometimes it's like you know like you just yes need someone to show you yes and this was like after the midwife had left and you know the six weeks you know postpartum it all happened then yeah so um at six weeks okay cool yeah so it was just after like everything you know all the help had left yes. <laughs> so, um and because of covid the mother's group and the child health nurse at Coolum weren't there oh. and it was just like um, my husband was working away and it was just no. those, you know, just a really awful time. Totally. Again. Um, but totally. like with everything in motherhood, you learn how to cope with it and then get through it. And then there's another challenge. Yes. So, um, you just, yeah, I just did my research and, um, got antibiotics, saw a yeah. doctor, got some psychological help as well because i yeah i think that i needed to sort my head out fair call um and it just it all just got a lot better a lot better and i had mastitis five more times after that but i could recognize the signs yeah i've got on probiotics yeah um and it just yeah it just made it a lot easier to, to spot those first signs. Yeah. But it's funny because um, mastitis symptoms are the same as a flu. Like, yeah. So yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, I've got COVID. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you've really got mastitis. Exactly. So it was so hard to get into a doctor because they're like, have you got a sore throat? Have you got – I'm like, yeah, but I know that I don't have COVID because I haven't left the house for six yes. weeks. Like, and I've also got a massive red lump yeah. on my dress, but I'm and sure it hurts it's to touch. mastitis. Yes. So it was, that was about the time when the doctors were getting really weird about yeah. you seeing them and you had to, they had to meet you out in the car park. and. Ooh. Oh, cringe. Um, yeah. Mom, when you're already so isolated yeah. and no one's around. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just get a bit of help if you're struggling. Totally. And as you say, get the story. Oh, my gosh. Ask your so friends much. for help. Yep. You know, ask and ask. It. And it's funny, like, throughout the second pregnancy, I have learned to just say to my friends, 
like this is nice or don't do this or blah, blah, blah. so I've had them like drop food over the gate and just like don't say anything I've just dropped some food over yes. um so or I'll come and look after Max and you can go for a walk well, like just like mums as well (laughs) like they're already dealing with their own child but they reach out to help you yes like it's just mums are amazing beautiful so amazing so giving such giving people yeah Yeah, very generous very understanding yeah Mm. so mums are the best good that's good. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So then um, you fell pregnant with Gus. How old yes. was Max then? Max was, he just turned, he was one and a bit. Yeah. When I was pregnant with, um, fell pregnant with Gus. And it was such a shock. It was right. such a shock. Because I'd just gone back to work. <laughs> and I held off telling work. Not that I owed anything to them because of the way that had all gone down. Um, But um, so, yeah, so that all happened and Brad was, I told Brad and he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because you guys had started trying, but you weren't expecting for it to happen so soon. No, because of how long it took for Max. Yes. Um, So I think I'd had one because I was still breastfeeding as well. Yeah. So I had like one really light period. Yeah. That was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Also, the breastfeeding actually works with you. I know some mamas say, I was still breastfeeding full time and I got picked up. Yeah, no. I read that that stuff. I was like, no. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, I just sort of was still um, breastfeeding Max just at night. Yeah. When it happened, when I got pregnant again with Gus. And then we decided not to find out the gender because in my head I was like, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl. I'm so sick. It's a girl, it's a girl. So much more sick with Gus. Interesting. Um, the worst hyperemesis. I was in hospital. Oh, God. Oh. Um, they know me well. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, just really, yeah, just vomiting. And also I was a, I was three years older as well. Yes. So I'm not sure if that. Okay. It can do. Yeah. And I was chasing after a toddler. Yes. <laughs> so actually it was funny. Um, I um, had a morning where I was just projectile vomiting and I was so – dehydrated that I felt dizzy and I had Max and I was like okay I need to I need to get him into some sort of care because I'm not going to be able to look after him like I just can't so I rang his daycare and luckily they were like yeah we've got an opening today so I drove um I had to pull over a few times to be sick and I took a sick bag so anyway it um yeah got to childcare and kind of just dropped him off and yeah at the gate yeah and then just drove straight to hospital and they put me on a drip oh no it's fine i got to have a break from the toddler (laughs) (laughs) people bought me food and i got to watch tv it was great oh yeah like a day off no it was i wouldn't wish it on anyone it was awful so that was like i wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy it is awful 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 yeah yeah Poor thing. So in my head, I was like, I'm having a girl. I'm having a yes. girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because that's what they say. You're more sick with a girl. Totally. Duh. No. white <laughs> No. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was after <laughs> after that first 12 weeks. Yes, spoiler yeah. alert. After that first 12 weeks, it settled down a little bit. And then yeah. the reflux started. But then I was like, no, I'm getting medicated this Good. time. I can't deal with it again. Yes. I can't be on a liquid diet again. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Also running around after a toddler. Yes. Like... 
you're expelling a lot of energy so much, a baby so much energy and um because i had max and that's um another thing that if you're a fitness or health person out there you need to create a crash for toddlers yes <laughs> um because i really wanted to do pregnancy yoga and pilates and just anything but there was just nothing for toddlers yeah there was stuff for babies but nothing if you had a toddler so right. i had to juggle a Pilates class at seven o'clock at night when my husband got home yeah. to go to a Pilates class because I needed it for yes. for this. Um, I signed up to an online app, so I was doing um, pregnancy yoga like a couple of times a week yeah. online yeah. Um, when Max had gone to bed, which was great, yeah. which was really good. Um, but yeah, it was just such a lacking on the coast for that. Yeah, and I know it? it's so hard because you've got to, you know, employ someone that has a blue card and working with children and whatever else. But I think there'd be a lot of mums. I would love to create that. Yes, I really should, to. A girlfriend and I did talk about, she wants to do the PT mm. and, um, she would like, she wants to specialize in Sign pregnancy mum, like Amazing. strength stuff. And yep. I do the yoga and Pilates. Yeah. Do um, it. Um, and we'd have a crash. Yeah, do it. It's just... I really want to. I know, you sure is. Yes. Because it's like, there is... And also with daycare, it's like drop off... Like most classes are early in the morning or late yeah. at night. Like there's nothing in daycare hours. Yes, so, so true. Um, anyway, so it was every night. It was nine o'clock. I'd roll out my yoga mat and do my yoga here. Good and job. That, that helped with his um, birth, with yes. Gus's birth. Because I'd awesome. learned a lot. Um. And then I did that hypnobirthing course again online. Great. Um, so what's it called? The Positive Birth Company. Cool. Yeah. So it's just, it's an English lady, Siobhan Miller. Um, Mm -hmm. but she, oh no, there's so many flies. Where are they? Where are these flies coming from? (laughs) There's like so many flies in here. I think it's the, uh, time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that was good. We, we signed up and did that again online, Great. which was good just because you need a refresher. You, yeah, you miss things that you should have totally seen like the first time around. And this time around, I just watched the transition video so many times and yes. they're, they're pushing video because I was like, I'm going to get this right this time. Yes. And then um, I, so he were uh, I was at 40 weeks and I'd been getting a bit of acupuncture, which helped so so much with my reflux as Great. well. Yep. That's so awesome. Kishni Acupuncture, who specializes in fertility and women's health. Beautiful. Amazing. She in just knew, um so she works out of Koroi cool. now. Um but she was amazing and um I have no doubt that she helped me so much in my pregnancy. Yes. Through this like because I, I had gone over with Gus and so she put um she told me to get those travel bands and put the travel bands on and yes. use the acupuncture pressure points um, and uh so I'd seen her two times before and then I had a stretch and sweep on 30 plus three where I was already three centimeters oh, wow. um, dilated and then Do you mean 40 plus three sorry what did I say? 30. Cool. 40 plus 3. <laughs> and you were already so Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and then, like, with her acupuncture, I don't know. I'd been reading about it since. Apparently, it helps shorten the labor. Heck, yeah. So, Absolutely. in my head, I'm like, I'm going to have a great labor. I'm going to have a great birth. Yes. Um, and I did. It was great. I, great. I, th- I think, what was it? I'd um, 
Maxie was in daycare. I finished work a week earlier um, or two weeks earlier. I'd had the stretch and sweep that morning. I felt the contractions on the way driving back from the switch and oh. stretch and sweep. And then I was like, hold on, I've got to still pick up Max. And this was at like three o'clock. So I tried to ring my husband. He didn't answer his phone. Typical mm. husband. <laughs> didn't answer his I phone. Could be in labor. Well, I was in labor. I was in labor. And he bloody didn't answer his phone. So in my head, I'm seething. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have this baby on the side of the road, yeah. on the side of the Bruce Highway. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'd actually gone in to Max's daycare with a few contractions walking in. I was like, oh. Yes. Oh. Um, got him, um, brought him home and fed him. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, Brad got home and I was like, where have you been? Like yes. Um, and he went and took Max to my mum and dad's, which was great. And cool. then came back. And by this stage, I was like, we got to go to the hospital. we got to go to the hospital. Yes. I was on my birth ball. Um, I had my um positive affirmations playing good and i had lavender oil burning in the diffuser and i was really calm and it was such a lovely i remember everything so clearly Ah. it was so beautiful i remember what fruit was in that fruit bowl (laughs) um i remember what we had for dinner like it just was because i was so much in a different headspace yes and because i knew that it was happening yeah and everything was just so lovely. Yeah. Um, painful, but lovely. Just so present. Um, yes, exactly. It's cool. Yeah. And it was just like this amazing energy um, was in the room. Awesome. Um, the, the night that I, yeah, look at him, he's just asleep. He's so chill. <laughs> he's so chill. Um, yeah, it was just cool. Like it was such a cool. And then I was like, yeah, we're going to the hospital. And um painful that drive but we got there and it was they were so beautiful the staff at school like the bath was filled up the tea um candle lights tea lights were on awesome Um, like i was sniffing my lavender the whole time um i was in such a great headspace and i know they say um having a great birth is like levitating above yourself and watching yourself birth and i completely had that feeling oh my god like it was just yeah it gives me tingles still like it was was really lovely it was really lovely so um yeah I got in the bath um and labored to 10 centimeters and then Alison checked me and she was um I was like I need to go to the toilet so I was on the toilet and that's when I went into transition and I just couldn't move after that I'm like I can't move because it's so painful um so Brad's like, no, we'll just get you in the bath. And I was like, no, I think I really think that I need something. Like I need some sort of intervention here. Yeah. Um. So what we've now discovered is the baby, um, Gus, was um, on this side of my womb and yes. he'd actually turned throughout transition to come onto this side. So ah, his back was against mine. Yes. Um, pos- pos- posterior. posterior. Yeah. His back was against yours before mm. transition or after? Um, During. Wow. So, I don't, yeah, I... I yes. guess it was during. I'm yes. not sure if that's even possible. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah, is. Um, is. Yeah. So that was it. Made it so painful. Wow. And I knew in my head it wasn't right. Like that something had gone wrong. Yes. Well, not wrong, but it wasn't right. And then yes. I'd since discovered. I was like, yeah, that's what had happened. But I wasn't wow. going to tell you that at the time. <laughs> so he went from your left side, swung around. The so back he was on the right come, side, oh, and then yes. came out the other side. Apparently, great. Apparently. And, but passed through your spine along yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah. wouldn't he have to go the front way? Why couldn't he? Do I, don't that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So, 
So I don't know. And that's why it was so painful. Because yes. I, I remember transition with Max and I don't remember it being like that. But um, anyway, um, yes. that's what happened. And then um, I know in um, uh, the hypnobirthing book by Morgan, you probably know it, I'd read about oh, animals yes, birthing. Um, What's it called? Yeah, it's just called Hypnobirthing by... Morgan Marmot. The, the Monongan Method. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I've yes. read and it's stuck in my head how animals birth. Yeah. And that's exactly how I birth cars. <laughs> <laughs> like an animal. Like, I just went real... No, no, no. Really silent. When in, oh. I just wanted it dark. I closed my eyes. And I just breathed. Yes. And I honestly didn't make a noise. Great. So maybe different animals birth differently, but I was really quiet. Yes. And just went into this kind of trance. Um, and anyway, that's, that's um, yeah, I remember his head. I remember seeing his head come out and I was like, wow, I'm actually doing this. Like it was this real celebration because oh it had gosh. been such a beautiful day. And I was like, he's actually going to be born. Because it was like 11 p.m. at night. Okay. Um, He's actually going to be born on the night. Wow. Which of is December? Of December. Yes. On a Thursday. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, How funny. So, uh, yeah, it was lovely. And um, we didn't know what we were having. And I didn't even care at yes. that stage. Because I was like, I've just done this. Yes. This is amazing. We've just... He's had the most beautiful birth. We've just set oh, him up for life so well. So good. It was so overwhelmingly lovely. Like, oh. I've only seen my husband cry a few times, and that was one of them. Oh, and, I'm getting um, goosebumps. Yeah, How it was beautiful. so lovely. And even, like, everyone in the room was just so, I don't know, it was just a beautiful, beautiful birth. Oh. And I highly recommend a water birth to anybody because it was just, yes. it was, your head is so much better afterwards, and you just, um, recovery yes it was just i didn't bleed for as long as i did with max and um i don't know if that's because of the water or just because it was my second birth but it was just it was lovely yeah i would almost do it again like yes. <laughs> that's how lovely it was yeah because it was yeah um anyway so gus was born and um yeah it took us a few moments to look at what he was whether yeah. it was queer or girl and, and you were like yeah. no fucking way i was sure and then you could tell i could tell i looked at his face first and i was like oh my gosh he looks like brad it's a boy <laughs> and then i looked i was like oh yeah it's uh, it's another boy so funny. but i honestly and that's why we didn't find out because i was like i know i'd be disappointed if it was a boy whereas yes. if i just given birth you don't yes. care because you've just amazing feeling it's an amazing feeling um anyway so that's how gus was born amazing yeah that was lovely so with either of them did you tear no 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 fantastic yeah so with max um because he wasn't in the water um my midwife pressed down on my perineum Mm -hmm. um which helped a lot um obviously (laughs) because i didn't tear and then the water I reckon yes, helped him definitely, and the perineum massage. I think I was going to say, you yeah, did that. we yeah. did it. Good well, job. I did it. I didn't know what, if I'd done it right, but yes. maybe I did. Yes, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just—I don't know. I just—I don't know what it was. Whether sure. I was just, yeah, so, so good. it was good. Good job. So really good. Yeah, really good. Great. But I think it was the Pilates and the yoga and everything else yes. that helped. Helped Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely, and the breathing is a massive. 
massive difference. So if you're, you know, bearing down for ages and ages and ages, pushing your baby, especially when your body's not telling you, that can reduce the amount of blood flow to your perineum, which makes it easier yeah, to right. tear. But as well, if you're like holding your breath a lot, which yeah. unfortunately some women are kind of almost guided But to it's do. so easy to hold your breath too because yes. you're in like this, a bit like a panic because you don't, it's not something we do every day, but no. So no. it's a real strange feeling when you do it because you kind of know it's natural, but it's yes. like, it shouldn't be this painful. But yes. if you breathe through it, the pain seems not to go, but you can, it's bearable. Yes. And it's like your body's way of telling you your baby's wanting to come out. Yes. Which is, if you think of it like that, it's all in your head, hey? Yes. It's all in your head. It's so <laughs> your head, birth is such Sorry. a head game. Yeah. Like, would you say that um, it's almost a reaction for our bodies to stop breathing in those mm. moments? Like, would you say, do you think that? Or, yeah. 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 It's a fight, fight or flight. Remind fight yourself. or flight. Yeah. Yeah. You have to You're consciously trying to fight it. be like, breathe. Yeah. yeah, you do. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious on your partner, what was his kind of roles throughout the labors? <laughs> what did he do? My husband's the cruisiest dude in the world. Like <laughs> you would not know like whether he's stressed or whether he's, <laughs> like he's just cruisy. He is cruisy. He Sick. um which it really helps in childbirth. Yes. Um or can be quite annoying, depending on <laughs> <laughs> um but he um He'd listen to a lot more of the videos because I sat down with him and I said, look, I really want to water birth. Yeah. I just think it would be so nice. Mm-hmm. And it's what I wanted with Max, but it didn't happen. So this time around, I just need you to be a bit more <laughs> like engaged in it yes. all. So he, he got that. Good on you. And he, but good um, on you for saying that. That's yeah, sometimes hard to say. Well, sometimes you've just got to say it how it is. Yes. And um, it helped. It really cool. helped. And he was... Yeah, I mean, that, the part where um, Gussie was turning and I was in transition, um, I, I he was like, no, remember your plan, remember your plan, remember what you wanted to do. Legend. And yeah, it was really great. You I just can't need, in those him. times of weakness, you need that reassurance, you know, yeah. that reminder of, and that's all they, yeah, it's okay, I'm okay. Exactly, and that's like, that was what, and he's like, he's with Max. When I was birthing him, all I could think about um in the transition was women in Africa do this behind a tree and then they walk to a clinic yeah. like that wild, like crazy. And here I am in a bath, like, you know, I just had this feeling of do it, <laughs> look what they do and look where I am. Like, yes. I, you know, yes. like it's weird what, what it sticks is. in your head in birthing. And is. I remember him in Gussie's birth saying, remember the African women? And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Like, I can do this and they can no, do it. It's like, it's just, like it's just that's just it's just yeah yes that was the thing that stuck in my head and um yeah that really helped that really helped great I reckon that's probably the support person's main role and like yes the rebozo and the massage and the pressure points are all great and I think that's really good for the partner because it feels like they're doing something to help but I reckon their main role is to remind you of what you want yep. and to remind you that you can do it, give you that reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. Brad did do the pressure point massage though. Oh, um, right. Because um, Tani, who did my acupuncture, had sent him a <laughs> sent him Great. a PDF as to, as to where to press down yes. when I was in different parts of labour. And he was doing that and I 100% think that worked. Great. The pressure point massage, um, especially the one on the lower back. Oh, yes. Yeah. Bladder 31 and 32, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that's a amazing. Great one, especially for that transition when he he passed yeah. through posterior. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. he did. That's he the best. did. And um, yeah, it was just amazing that pre- like I'd never thought that acupuncture, like I'd never really I'd had it a few times for my dodgy shoulder, but I never thought it would help so much in birthing before. Yes. I think it's so it's underutilized yeah. and they need to be doing that in hospitals surely for pain relief before they start intervention with other things. I would but love if it were, if every midwife did acupuncture. Yeah. Or even like the pressure point massage. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. It's yeah. amazing. Totally. So totally. Um, that helped so much. Great. So I highly recommend um Good news. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. birth to do it and then during birth. Yeah. Like, so, so good. Yeah. I almost feel like we need these little devices. I just find when I do it with a birthing woman, the sake of doing it for a few hours, my thumbs get so sore. Yeah. Like, I think, like, <laughs> I probably your husband would be better at it than me being a sparky. They yeah. have the best grip strength. Yeah, like, yeah. I know my partner's so good at doing it, but whereas I'll do a massage for, yeah. like, three minutes, and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. That's why they need them in hospital. Yes, yes. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. How good. But, yes, so that's, um, yeah. Cool. That helped a lot. Good on him. For sure. Yep, for sure. Good on him. Mm -hmm. How was your breastfeeding journey with Gus? Yeah. um, Or is it? Because it's still currently happening. It's still going. He's, as you can see, he's almost six kilograms and six weeks old. So he's he's doing all right. Doing well. Um, But he's the cruisiest little child compared to Maxie. And I think it's maybe because I know a bit more about breastfeeding Fair call. that you know like to lie down like help me and yes. I mean I still have a dodgy boob I'm sure every woman has yes. a good boob and a dodgy boob it's usually like well for me it's my right boob because I'm right-handed like it's yes it feels a bit awkward that side whereas a bit closer uncode. to my heart was was yes. a lot better um so it hurt um it was quite painful for a couple of days um after he was born mm-hmm. and I was worried I had a bit of doubt in my head and then mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to nail this now before yes. it gets to six weeks yes. and things, I don't have the midwife support and I don't have, so, um, I just had my midwife just check the latch and, yes. um, I actually did block feeding on one side for What's a while. That? So that's where that. you feed just on one breast yeah, just to make sure that he's getting the creamy. Yes. The hind milk. Yeah. The hind milk. Yeah. So I did that one night and then, um, where you just one feed on one breast and then goes to sleep and then the next feed on the next breast. Is that so what that no, is? no. So what I did is, um, he would just feed on one breast for the whole night oh, wow. and then in the morning I would do the other breast. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it worked for me. It's not for everyone. Um, cool. I also, my sister-in-law is a midwife, so she suggested ah, that as well. So, awesome. um, yeah, she's great. Having, is she having, here at school? No, no. She's at oh. the Royal Brisbane. Oh, so, cool, but cool. she was great for just advice on yes. things. And, um, yeah. So, so that second side, did that get really full by the morning? It did, yes. but then it like it helped. Um, it helped him sleep better because he was yeah he was getting um, all the hind milk on one side and then yeah. the other side um, he fed for longer in the morning because I'd mm. spaced it out a bit more and then I felt like it was a bit more even. Interesting. Yeah. So we've gone back to alternating sides now. Yes. Because um, that's meant to be just a temporary thing, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would be, I guess, there would be some sort of risk of 
blocked up sleep exactly and stuff if yeah. you left it too long or if you were an but you can sort star. of tell now like i think yeah. because i'd have i've got such a little mastitis radar now yes. i can tell like okay that's quite full i need to feed on that side yes. and my mum said that she used to put a peg on whatever and i'm like mum <laughs> <laughs> like that's how they did it old school like we just feel now like <laughs> um so uh, that was mom, this is so funny yeah they are they? <laughs> <It's> the ways <laughs> yeah the mum ways yeah. um but yeah no so that's what we did okay. we did the block feeding and then um what else the probiotics this time which i think helped yeah um and yeah, just being – oh, that was the other thing. Like, I with Max, I was so self-conscious of feeding in public. Really? Okay. Yep. I, um, I don't know. I just – being a first-time mum, I felt like I was a bit awkward. Yeah. Whereas this time around, um, I felt like, you know, I'm a bit more confident. Yeah. So I feel like I can go out a bit more and do those things that I want to yep. do. Totally. And can just feed him, like, you know – out Good and job. about in the cafe or at the beach or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess for any new mum, that would be like one that I'd focus on a bit more as the breastfeeding journey. Um, yes. If you want to breastfeed, which like I know I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the confidence as well. Do you think like the first time, because breastfeeding wasn't going that great, you were almost worried that going out and breastfeeding, you'd be judged for like, you know, maybe a shit yes. technique Aren't or something like that. Aren't we funny as women? Yeah. We, ju- we feel like we're getting judged. Nobody actually cares. Yeah, no one's like looking. No one's looking. Especially when someone whips their boob out. You're yeah. not like looking at it. You, you're Unless you're a dirty conscious. pervert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're very much, I would like to think, you're very much consciously looking away. Yeah, yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And um, yeah, finding breastfeeding clothes is so hard. Yes. It's so hard. What's the What's the best tips? What do you? Find I don't know. Best? I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> button down things. Things are buttoned down. Things are buttoned down. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would yeah. have thought button down ones are good because then you can not only whip out one breast, but you're not having to show your whole belly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, I'm still trying to work out. Yeah, good breastfeeding clothes. Because yeah, there's good like maternity clothes out there now, but mm. not breastfeeding. Another so another one. There yeah. you go. Toddler day. Yeah, crash <laughs> and breastfeeding clothes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so. Um, I think the confidence helped a lot. Yes, as definitely. Well. And knowing the cues, the the crying cues. Yes. That's the other one that you learn with your second. You're like, okay, that's more of a shriek. He's hungry. Yes. That's more of a. He's tired. Yeah. And then that one's probably win because he's moving his legs. So you just like, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I still have days where I'm like, what is happening today? Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I think having, having had one, you know, the cues well. Yeah. And I mean, having to respond to a toddler when Gus is crying in the other room, by the time I get to Gus, he's stopped crying yes. <laughs> because I've had to deal with, Mouse. you know, a toddler. Exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just less stressed about it this time around. That is definitely something that I try to, I don't know whether it gets through or not, but with new mums, I try to remind them in that very early postnatal phase. I'm like, remember when they cry, it's not a need to stress. They're just trying to communicate with you. It's not like they're super upset or super Mm. angry. They're not frustrated with you, just simply communicating. So try not to let it make you frantic because some poor mamas, they get so frantic with their baby trying to, 
feed if the baby's like getting if it's yeah. crying or whatever even it does. while they're doing the nappy it and the baby's so, crying yeah. and it's like just it's okay just keep changing your nappy keep calm yeah you know they're just crying it's all right and the hypnobirthing breathing mm. helps yes with dealing with the cries too yeah so um and like I've been reading this this book um, about Montessori babies, yeah. and um, it's this excellent book called with by Simone Davis. She's a Montessori educator who I think is based in Amsterdam, but um, she's Australian. And she talks about the cries and how it can make you feel as a mum, mm. but not like a cry doesn't necessarily mean the baby's in distress. Yes, like in, and they talk about you know just sitting back and observing and and you know reflecting on what baby the baby needs rather than what yeah. you think they need like i don't yes. know it's it's it just kind of you, you make make sense the second time around because you're like okay they only know how to cry or not cry so yeah. they don't that's their form of communication exactly and you know like often he'll cry in his sleep and then he'll stop yeah and i haven't touched him like yes. he's fine he's just yeah so that's a really good book um, for any mums. That, Great. Yeah, what yeah. was it called again? Um, the Montessori Baby. The Montessori Baby. Yeah, by Simone awesome. Davis or Davies. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that was, that's was that been good for for him to just yeah yes. sit back and just, oh, okay, cool. And good job. Yeah. And no mastitis so far. Touch wood. Yes. <laughs> Touch so wood. good. Yeah. So. And you reckon your sideline breastfeeding has helped a lot with that? Yeah. 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 Awesome. And keeping off dairy i'm trying to keep off dairy a bit more for the sake of him for the sake of him just because he was a bit gassy at the start and i had heard of you know intolerances because they're so little with dairy so um yeah almond milk or yeah i'm keeping off soya as well but just to see just my own little experiment and it's been been good so far so yeah and you said maxi had some reflux hey Mm. did you cut out dairy then no no interesting no it was simply just the fast flow yeah. 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 Cool. It's bizarre how one's so different. Yeah. And trying to figure each one out. It's, yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. It it's really so is. Difficult. It's yeah. really strange. But um, yeah, I think because Gussie was a bit bigger when he was born because he'd gone over. Max was two weeks um, under. Like he was 38. Gus was just over 40. Yeah. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But, Interesting. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. How good. Yeah. So we have a couple little fire questions, quick questions. We call it the precipitous birth round because a precipitous (laughs) birth is a quick birth. So um, did you have any weird pregnancy cravings through um, your pregnancies, either of them? Um, With Max, I was craving savory stuff. So um, Vegemite on toast with cheese. Oh, goody. But it had to be sourdough bread. It couldn't be any other bread. Oh, of course not. And it had to be that... um, (laughs) that, Lupex butter. Oh. Freaking weird. <laughs> it had to be a butter. It was so random. That's so random. Um, nothing with Gus. No yeah. pregnancy. So that's why I thought it was girl. No, okay. no cravings. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. All yeah. right. And what was the hardest thing for you to give up in pregnancies, whether it be alcohol or types of exercise or exercise? Yeah. Exercise. And yeah. I'm still like. Before Maxi, I'd run a 10K run and I was really yes. fit and, um, you know, I was a surf, I'm a surf lifesaver, so I was cool. like competing in that. And 
because I was quite like an elite swimmer. So I was like quite full on with sport. Yes. And then I got pregnant and then I was like, oh. The act of going And I swam up until up until I gave birth with both good. my pregnancies. Good. Swimming's so good for pre-pregnancy. So good. So good. Yeah. Because it's like you can't hurt yourself. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. can't. If anything, it's going to relieve. Um, all those aches and pains you have. So much great mobility and it's great like belly down. Yes. Um, pregnancy work, great for positioning of butts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd actually gone for a swim a couple of days before the stretch and sweep and got a bit burnt with gas. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh no, I burnt the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, that's the thing that I mi- like I missed being pregnant is doing it to the degree that I did it before. Yes. Um, and even like you can't run with them until they're like six months or something because oh, their head, because their head needs to be stronger. Oh. So I, you would have seen the double pram. It's like brand new and it's not ah. even be touched because it's a running pram. Oh, but yeah. I can't because yes. he's too little. Totally. So, um, and also your boots hurt. Yes, very true. They're so heavy. They're so big. Very true. So I miss, I miss, yeah, I missed what we exercising. Give up babies, hey? I know. It's hard. It's, it's all right. Hard. They'll, yeah. you know, they'll play You'll for the back. English Premier League one day and I'll get yes. my Maserati and it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> better. You better. No, no pressure. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, that's what I missed. What would the biggest tip be that you would give mummers out there to birth simply? Don't overcomplicate it. Cool. Don't read the books. Just listen to the people that um, you trust. Um, um, breathing is so important. Yes. Um, yeah. And just, I guess, um, just prepare yourself, but don't overprepare. Yes. <laughs> prepare don't yourself like obsess over, over it. In and just sense. think. Like over the women in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> that birth behind a tree and then walk to the clinic. Yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't know. So true. That's what got me through. So true. <laughs> Isn't it so funny? And like people will listen to a million podcasts and for some reason just little things will resonate with them. Yes. So true. Australian Birth Stories was great for me or po- yes. your, your podcast. Yeah. Just, yes. just hearing these stories of different birth stories. I think so. Yes. Really helps you. Because you'll pick up something important. from one person, you won't pick it up from another. Yes. You'll like one birth story, you won't like another. Yeah. Like you'll resonate with one woman. Yes. And, and like it does. Yes. It does so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, and what would your biggest tip be to parents simply? <laughs> um, don't get caught up in the little things like how messy the house is, or mm-hmm. um, which is really hard to do when you're always in the house. Yes. And, um, you know, and this bloody Montessori book, which is great, yes. but also frustrates me because it's like, make sure your space is clean. And da, da, da. It's really? like, yeah, where are you going to store everything? Like, yes. um, so to live simply, just focus on the things that are important to you. Yes. Your values. So for me, it's like clean. Sh- no, but like when it comes to cleaning, clean sheets, uh, make sure there's enough food in the house. Yes. Um, but yeah, your values as well, which we also have on the fridge. Oh, your so, values? Yeah. Brown and values. Oh, my God. Yeah, read them out. Cute. (laughs) So, compassion, love, and fun. Compassion, love, and fun for you. 
Yeah. Yes, beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, they are our values. Yes, it's and so important. If you can teach your children those values, then you'll always be happy, I guess. Absolutely. Because they will resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love talking values. Yeah. Yeah. Values are huge. If for everyone that you you know, connect with or is in your life. And it's funny when you can, you know, you start learning about it and you realize other people who are so close to you, they happen to have a lot of the same values as you. And that's yeah. why, you know, sometimes I've thought, why are me and my best friends such good friends when we do nothing values. alike? Yeah, Like our hobbies are but different. But that doesn't matter, like that. does it? It doesn't. No, We're like sure. the best of friends and yeah. I feel most supported from them than I do you know, a lot of other people and yeah. it's because our values align and they give me that support in the yeah. way that I receive it. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Um, yes. hundred percent. Yeah. So nice. A hundred percent. Yeah. So values are so important. Yeah. And even more so when you have children, I guess, cause you're bringing them up to, yeah. you know, to the be a better person in the world. Are, like, are important. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining Thanks me. Thanks for having me, Amy. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. And that's a wrap to this month's birth story. I really hope you enjoyed. I know I just love listening and re-listening to these beautiful and amazing birth stories. Um, if you enjoyed as much as I did, I would love to see in the form of a five-star written review. And I hope you have an epic rest of your day.